Man, so we're going to kind of dive into something a little more constructive for you guys. Um, this is something that's been, I've heard talked about within the black community for as long as I've been living. Um, something that's need to be done, I feel like, um, but hasn't. And um, basically, it, it is, you know, we're we talking about that R word. And we ain't talking about respect. No. We need that too. Yeah. But reparations. Reparations. Now, before we dive deep into this reparation debate that we're going to have here with um, Blake the Great, I'm going to hit y'all with a couple of facts about reparations. Okay. Okay. In 1865, mm-hmm. a little bit after the Civil War, a general by the name of William Sherman, he issued a um, special field order to restore harmony, uh, you know, you know, after slavery. And he temporary, temporarily did a land grant and gave everybody uh, that, no, four, actually 40,000 free slaves, 40 acres, and a mule. This was in South Carolina and Georgia. Right. Right. So that saying didn't just come out of nowhere. Right. That was a real, that was a real thing. Actually got 40 acres and a mule. Right. Everybody was like, oh, hey, we got our 40 acres and a mule. Right. That didn't last long. No. Okay, so um, probably... I don't even know how many years later, but the president, um, after after Lincoln was assassinated, uh, Andrew Johnson reversed that bill, and he gave the land back to the original owners, aka slave owners. Right. So that sucks. Right. So we got reparations for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, terrible. Black man can't win. Hard. It's hard to win. Yeah. So um, excuse me. Um. To, to kind of move it forward, um, they had a, what they would call a National Reparations Convention. It was in Chicago, it was around 2001. Okay. Um, a guy by the name of, of, I hope I say this right, of Hoshawa Amario, um, he, pro, you know, he, he proposed that the blacks who wish to remain in America they should receive reparations in the form of free education, free medical, and free legal, and free financial aid for 50 years with no tax. Right? Um, and for anybody that was desiring to leave America, um, they will receive $1 million or more backed by gold and wow. reparations. Um, at this convention, the, the the proposal it was received and approved um, from about a hundred other participants, but um, it was highly controversial. They never knew, never could agree on how much they would pay, um, since the U.S. Census did not really track the descendants of slaves. So they kind of had to rely on basically somebody saying, "Hey, right. I was." I'm black, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I was, my, my, my granddaddy was a slave, right. you know? So um, it fell through. Um, it's amazing when it comes to black people getting uh, our share of the pie. Mm-hmm. It always gets bogged down in technicality. Technicality. But nobody else gets that treatment. When it comes to us, we just can't figure out who's black, who's half black, <laughs> right. a third black, who's a fourth black. You, know, so you got way over here, are you part Cherokee? It always gets bogged down in technicality with us. When it comes to us. Hey, every time it's, it's, it's our turn at the, at the plate, 
They always move the goalposts. It, and it sucks, bro. Yeah. Because we do know, and we do acknowledge, well, this, anybody that's honest, if they're an honest actor, they honestly can say that this country uh, has done a great injustice to black people. Not just in the past, even currently to this day. You know what I'm saying? When you look at every oh. indicator, every different measuring stick, black people are either at the bottom or near the bottom. We're talking about 50, 60 years since the civil rights. We still at every, bro, they had a, I'm, bro, this is so crazy. So they showed on MSNBC a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought this topic up because I want to go in on this. Uh, I think it was on, uh, it was either, it was on uh, uh, a Rachel Maddow show. It was either her show or Joy Reid, one of their shows on MSNBC, that when they talked about homeowner participation mm -hmm. and homeowner, uh, homeowners, the percentage of black people in this country is homeowners and wealth and economic, economic indicators. It was almost the exact same from 1968 to 2018. It is almost, crazy. Almost nothing had changed in 50 years. 2018, just two years ago. We ain't talking yeah. about 1,000 years ago. Right. From 1968 to 2018, the number barely moved. Matter of fact, in some categories, black people was doing better in 68 than they were doing in 2018. I would imagine. I would imagine. You, you know what I'm saying? We talking about 68 in the heart of racism. Black people getting spit on and having dogs sit on us. They blowing up little girls in Birmingham. Segregation time. Right. We're talking about 68. The, the needle has barely moved in 50 years. That is, something got to be done, right. bro. That's crazy. You know it what I'm is. saying? You can't, no other group you can track from a 50-year standpoint, and they basically stay stagnant. In some areas, they're worse. There's more crime now. There's more disease. There's more promiscuity going around. Right. You so what, what do you think the problem is? I mean, you know, it's, it's so layered. It's so many problems. You know what I'm saying? Government has a hand in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can do our part uh, in terms of being uh, 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 maximizing our opportunities and resources within our own community. Right. Not stop being so wasteful. Not stop being caught up in um, living with the Joneses and being caught up in the here and now. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and really start trying to build an economic base. Here's the, here's the one thing I can we can do, a tangible thing we can do. Uh -huh. And I got this idea from Roland Martin. Uh, people who know who he is, used to be a former CNN contributor. But my grandfather told me this. My grandfather is a graduate of the HBCU. My mm -hmm. grandfather graduated from TSU back in the 60s. Shout out TSU. Shout out to TSU, right? Matter of fact, most of my family that's educated on my mother's side all are graduates from TSU or mm -hmm. some type of uh, HBCU college. And the HBCU is the pipeline to the black middle class. Mm -hmm. Speak it, on this. I'm, I, I actually know what you're gonna go with this. We had this conversation we before. Had this, uh, the HBCU is the pipeline to the black middle class and the pipeline to direct black wealth. You can't name an area in the country, in America, that black people are successful in terms of, you call it doing it big, getting money, getting bread, whatever, and not see a plethora of HBCUs around. Atlanta. You can name it, bro. North the, Carolina. North Carolina, any parts of the South, Alabama. Yeah. When you start talking about the chocolate cities, what are we talking about? We're talking about where black people have a strong presence. We got economic empowerment. We got epidemic base. Sure. When you start talking about the Howard University is up by DC, right. DC's always called a chocolate city. Every time you name yep. something where black people got a little influence, HBCUs are Exactly. So one thing we can do as a as a community, as a community of about 50 million strong in this country, we can support our local HBCUs. And that doesn't mean that you have to be an alumni. It means that you can go back and donate and give back to HBCUs. Because you get rid of the HBCUs, where do we think our black doctors come from? Our black dentists, yeah. our black lawyers, yeah. our black uh, uh, anesthesiologists, you know what I'm saying? Our black 
everything. anything. Professor. Right. Most of them come from the HBCU. Our black professors, right. our black scientists. Right. Yeah, some of them go to PWIs, predominantly white institutions, but, but most of them come from the HBCU, especially older ones. Yeah, a lot of our co- a lot of our uh, college football head coaches and college, you know, athletic directors and stuff like that, they come from HBCUs, man. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You get rid of the HBCUs or if the HBCUs go away by default from not being supported, right. bro, you cut off the head of the black uh exactly. black uh economic base. I mean, no, I I you know I went to South Alabama. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm telling you. I wish I wish I went to HBCU. And the reason why I didn't go to HBCU, and this is me being honest right now, right. was because I thought HBCU education wasn't gonna be as good. You thought the white man's water was wetter. Baby. I thought the white man's water was wetter. Yeah. That was my fault. You know, I was young. Um, yes, I was a knowledgeable, wise young guy. I still had a lot to learn, right? right? And, um, you know, the HBCU experience needs to be uh, appreciated a lot more within the black community. Man. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody think HBCU ain't good for nothing but the band. And partying. Partying. Right. right. Which we do we do party yeah, we, pretty we well. Party well I mean, but they party everywhere. Right. And white white colleges party, just right. like black colleges right. party. They, they can go wild too. Right. But I remember it was a time where I think it was Alabama A and M. No, Alabama State is yeah. in Montgomery. Montgomery. And they, lost, and, they, and, and, and they lost accreditation for some reason. Yeah. Attendance wasn't really low, but they lost accreditation due to, I think it was the fact um, about the teachers were, they had to cut a lot of salaries because the funding just wasn't there. Right. You know, the graduates would, would graduate. Of course, they'd leave Montgomery because it's not like just crazy amount of jobs, jobs in, in Montgomery. Right, they, right. they moved to Birmingham, they moved to Atlanta, Right. You know, um, where there's a lot of more black people on that same level, because like you know, if you if you go to if you go to college and you graduate and you got a master's in you know some type of field where you're gonna be making good money, right. you want to be you want to be around other people that's like minded and doing the same thing. Already as you. in their industry, right? So you're gonna go to a place that's got more black success, right? Right. So I think with this particular reparations uh, thing is I think it definitely, to me, reparations starts with education. Right. I, right. But before you get really down into that, just about the point where you were talking about how people want to go to a college, or after they graduate college, they want to go to a place where they can network with other people that's similar into a, uh-huh. a similar field. I'll give you a prime example in real life terms. So Chattanooga and Huntsville are about the same size and population. Mm-hmm. But black people are doing so much better in Huntsville than they're doing in Chattanooga. Alabama and them. Not only Alabama and A&M, but other different colleges in the area. I mean, yeah, true enough, they do have a military base down there, so you got a lot of people work with government jobs. Uh-huh. But the biggest factor is the black, they they have a black network right. because of Alabama A&M in the surrounding areas. You know what I'm saying? They got a black radio station down there. When you yeah. come out just when they got a little segment on the radio station, they right. actually have a black radio station. Owned. In Huntsville. And you were like, man, Huntsville just an hour away, hour 15 right. minutes away from Chattanooga. But the difference is the black people there, when they get out, they got a base to reach back to. You know right. what I'm saying? You graduate, you're a dentist, you probably already know a black dentist already in the city. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Y'all probably already have an association, a group. I know people that graduate from UTC here in Chattanooga, black people that they're like, um, man, I'm finna move to Huntsville. 
I'm finna move to Atlanta. I'm move to Atlanta. I'm, I'm finna move to Memphis or Birmingham. You feel me? Because, yeah. because, because it's not the 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 that black middle class is not prevalent here no. in the right fields. In the right fields. It's either I feel like either in Chattanooga when you black it's either feast or famine. Bro, you you, you talking? Now. That's exactly what it is. It's either you making good money or yeah, Amazon making fifteen dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? Working like a slave. Right. Or Volkswagen, you know, Volkswagen. Yeah, or the so chicken it's, house. It's, it's the chicken house. It's either feast or famine. There's really no really strong. And you know what's so crazy about that, bro? I'm, I'm a Chattanooga native. Is that people don't realize is that Hamilton County is about 25% black. So the county, that let you know the county is about one fourth black. The city of Chattanooga is about third black, about 33% black. You can look this up on the census. Chattanooga is about a third black. The county overall is about a fourth black. With that type of population, we should have way more than we have. Definitely. And people don't know this. Chattanooga is the number two behind Chicago for the hub for logistics companies. Yeah. And it is the, as far as tech of the South, right. it's just like um, Napa Valley in, in California. Right. You, I mean, you got a lot of tech companies. A lot of here. upstarts here. But you, you would think that with a city that, that's basically, say, one-fourth black, we would have way more of an influence imprint of the city than we do, but we really don't. Right. Black people, you know what I'm saying, when you look at the city council, I bet you say a third of the city council, half the city council is black. You know what I'm saying, yeah, the mayor's white, but I'm saying the city council, when you look at all the different things, you know, we got a lot of churches here, we got a lot of pastors here, but we got a lot of money here. We don't own nothing here, we don't own a lot of properties. I mean, one of, the, one of our claim to fame here in Chattanooga, when you start talking about 9th Street, which they used to call back in the day the Big Nine, yeah. I mean, that used to be a place that people used to come to from all over the South. People used to treat uh, 9th Street, the Big Nine, how they treat uh, Bill Street in Memphis or Bourbon Street in New Orleans. That used to be Chattanooga's claim to fame, R&B and jazz, Bessie Smith strut. Right. These things are being taken away, being gentrified, and we really got no imprint, even though we are a third of the city's population. Right. And, and I, I do want to I I, I correct myself. Yeah. I said Napa Valley, I meant Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. I, I think, I think people know what you were talking about. Yeah, but you know, I know some people don't yeah. feel about it. Napa I mean, Valley. But it, go back to your point. It's either feast or famine. You either, you know, you either one of the few people that got a good job or you get a chicken house. Yeah. And you I hate it, man. I hate it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You were like, this is crazy, but you go an hour away, hour 15 minutes, hour 30 tops mm -hmm. to Huntsville. Right. And you say, man, why do people in, in Huntsville seem to be living better in Chattanooga when they start essentially the South, right. Alabama, Tennessee. We both country cousins. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the black people there, they have that maze. You know what I'm saying? Because they have a network to to uh, pull from a resource that, hey, if white folks don't want to give them a job, they still go to their brother, man. That's true. Connect them. That's true. So so with me, the the, the reparations start with education. Okay. Because we, we, you heard everything we just said. Right. Let you know education has a lot to do with it. Right. Right. So I feel like you gotta start there, right? Right. I like I like what my man said, um, uh, Mr. Amario, when he said about he proposed the free education, right, and then to move forward, free medical, free legal, yeah. and free financial aid for fifty years. Now, when you talk about education, are you saying a free education at any institute or only our institute? Now, that's when my opinion comes in. That's when this debate starts, right? Right. So, I believe that the free education should be to HBCUs, right? Right. And if it's a city that doesn't have an HBCU, one should be built. One should be built, right? At least one. Right. At least one doesn't have to be, you know, 
It ain't gonna be no big stupid. Totally funny about the government not requiring private uh private investment. Nothing. Totally funny about the government. You got enough big old buildings, big old enough land somewhere to where you can say, you know, this is a HBCU now. This is this is for black people. Black folk can go black teachers, black professors. Right. And I would get behind that. And for this fifty years, not only do I believe that we should get this funding for free education. Yeah. The teachers should also be black and they should be the highest paid teachers during this time period. Highest paid, highest paid professors. And this goes all the way down to middle school, Orchard Middle. It's gonna be kinda hard to make that happen with discipline. It's hard, but guess what? Slavery was hard. Yeah. We're talking about reparations. We ain't, we're not, we ain't talking about something that's supposed to be simple and say, oh, this is gonna be easy for us to do and easy, you know what I'm saying, easy for y'all. It's, it's, it's gonna hurt, but it's supposed to. My only, my only concern with that is, and I, I like that idea as far as, um, you know, the government saying, hey, HBCU, anybody black that wants to go there, you know, it's going to be funded by us. Yeah. Uh, and if it's not an HBCU in the area, you know, we'll construct one or we'll construct many, however it be. I don't know how long they would commit that type of money uh, long term to that project with the Senate and the Congress always constantly changing when you really start getting the weeds of how to make it work. Yeah. I think it get it get t- so uh, bogged down in bureaucracy and red tape yeah. that it end up flaming. Well, out. you know, we ain't talking about red tape. We see what red tape do. Right. right. I'm just saying in terms of, you know, because you, you have a vision and then you got to make the plan work. Right. So to me, the fa- the quickest way to success, the quickest way to close the gap between us and white folks is you gotta give us the checks. You gotta give us that money because all the other stuff is gonna be 10, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 year time. Yeah. Hey, we need our stuff now. Right. We, we, the history history has always been our enemy and time's been our enemy anyway. Right. We need something so we get our stuff instant gratification now. And the fastest way to get instant gratification and I think we'll take the least debate and least experts having to come in and talk about it is, hey man, maybe we can debate about what the amount's gonna be but one thing that doesn't that's not going to be a debate is we owe the people money, bro. Yeah, they you, owe you, us money. You, you know what I'm saying? You 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 pay the Japanese their reparations for what you did to them and their ancestors yeah. for uh, the internment camps yeah. in World War II. You've paid reparations of sorts to Native Americans with their. Um, they 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 paid actually in 1971. Yeah. Actually, it was the biggest reparation award ever ever given out by the United States yeah. of 962 million dollars worth of land in Alaska. Yeah. You said you're giving them reservations and land, and, and yeah. rightfully so because we, you know, as and a country, for the Indians and the Eskimos, right. like yeah, that. because we, you know, we wronged them as a nation as well. But I'm saying everybody has got money and got checks, yeah. but us. It's our turn, bro. It's, it's our, our turn. turn. Yeah. It's our turn at, at the table. But bro. I don't think you can just. It ain't just about the money. No, I'm not, it ain't just about the money. I mean, this is a you know a multi-layered uh, uh, problem, so it's going to require multi-layers and solutions. But I'm just saying, and to me, I think that was something that would cause the least debate and least back and forth negotiating would be, hey man, like Martin Luther King said uh, when he was talking about the Poor People's Campaign, hey, well, next time we go to Washington, this right before he got assassinated, we coming for them checks. Yeah. That's what MLK said. He said, yeah. he realized that, hey man, he was getting closer and closer to the same vision that the Nation of Islam was right. talking about. He wasn't going as far as saying being completely separate. Yeah, but but, but, but the, the check then made sense. Because you're thinking about, we were segregated. The black community was self-stable, right? You had doctors and lawyers living with, living next door neighbors to a plumber. To, to a plumber. Right. Or not plumber make good money, but I'm saying, you know, just period, anybody. Right. Everybody right. black was living in the same area. Right. So the money then helps. 
because the money stays in the community. Right. Education is in the forefront. Yeah. You know, during that time, you family. Said now we too spread out. Too spread out now. If you give, if you, if you, if you give us, if you give every black person, let's say we just give out a number, a million dollars. Right. Every person. Right. As that is alive. Right. Give a million dollars. Okay. We're too spread out mentally, and we're too spread out geographically. Right. Right. For that to work, all that's gonna be is tax time all over again. But you say we spread out, but you look at where we are demographically. We're still primarily in the south and east. I'm coast. talking about like like na- like uh far neighborhoods, right? Yeah. As far as people that know, there's people that can help teach but, what to do with well, the money. Well, here's, but here's another thing too. You know, I, I I agree with you that your solution in terms of having all these other different things considered is probably the better long term answer. Yeah, but. The other, the other component, the other elephant in the room on this is we have to find a solution and an agreement that white people are going to sign off on. Yeah. That, that can go ahead and get the issue off the table. So I've talked to white guys before. Some of them kind of in the middle on this. Some of them just flat out against it. And some of them saying, all right, all right, good old boy. Say, all right, Blake. One dude told me straight up to my face. You know, he told me, I want you, I want you guys to get reparations so you guys can shut the fuck up. That's I'm sorry, I'm sick of you guys complaining all the time. Even if your complaints are serious or valid, I'm sick of you guys complaining all the time. I'm sick of you guys begging us for jobs. I'm sick of you guys complaining about the ghetto. I'm sick of you guys complaining about this and, and all the different uh, the gaps between us. We're going to give you your money, send you on your merry way so you can stop complaining to us every election cycle, every single thing. Maybe Farrakhan has a point. Maybe you guys should have your own land, your own court systems, your own schools, your own hospitals, your own grocery stores so you can shut the fuck up about us. But that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. Right? The, but if the we money, have money, we can do that. But, but no, no because, because some people with the money, because right now everything, it, if you give everybody money, it, it, becomes, it becomes greed, it becomes selfishness. Right. But everybody so, got their own money though. Right. So everybody got their own money. But everybody, as far as I'm thinking about the advancement of the of black people as a whole. Right. Right. A million dollars, I know what to do with a million dollars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you know what to do with a million dollars. But it's it's more people that don't yeah. than do. Right. But, I, but see, there's this, so many people that are getting a million dollars and they're gonna just spend. Yeah, but I don't I don't wanna be I don't wanna be paternalistic with, with this. So my thing is, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Say the word again. Paternalistic. I don't want and I want you to explain to the people listening right. what that So means. I don't want to be in a situation where I feel like I'm, I'm being a parent and lording over people and how they move in life. Gotcha. So the thing about it is, we there's a, there's a possibility of corruption either way, of foolishness either way. So yeah. if we give it to a big trust fund or we give it to an organization like the NAACP or the Urban League or the Nation that. of Islam, and we say, well, they allocate how people's money gonna go to a, a trust fund or to school in the hospital, no. then, then you got an opportunity no. for rampant people putting yeah. their hands on Well, I ain't say that, though. No, I'm just saying, but I'm saying, so there's no way you can actually guard against somebody spending the money foolishly. Yeah. Like with tax time now, some people make $20,000 a year and they get $9,000 back in tax return. You would think, with you making $9,000 in tax return, that's almost half your salary for the year, you would use that to get ahead. But you can't control somebody once you give them $9,000, right. them go mine. But do you know why they spend that $9,000 uncontrollably? Because people are bad with money. People are uneducated about money. They're uneducated, but they're bad with money. But I'm just saying, like that—that's gonna—that reality is gonna always exist. That—that that reality is gonna exist a hundred years from now. Right. Because the same way how people hit the lottery and then they say five, ten years they uh, broke. They broke. Right. So I mean, we can't educate and guard against that. We can't eliminate that. So that's not my concern. My concern is there's a debt owed. And that debt should be paid. You know what I'm saying? I and, think and that debt is bigger than money. I know. I'm saying it's bigger than money, but I'm just saying. And then internally, as a group, 
you know, say we can police out and iron out all the the details and the wrinkles within that group. But in terms of saying, hey, y'all, when we get these million dollars, no, we gonna control this part of the money because you just gonna yeah. go out and blow it and spend it and blah blah yeah. blah. Then we get into a situation where but it wouldn't be no coming together. Yeah, but I mean, even if everybody just keep their money and just spend for their own family, that's gonna get you know what I'm saying. If you get somebody say a million dollars, two million dollars, right? The average person does not owe that over their life. Even if you were to add up, unless they have outstanding medical bills, the average person doesn't owe that much in medical, I mean, educational costs, unless they went to school for 10 years trying to be a doctor. So if you look at the average black person right now that's probably making, across America, maybe $40,000 a year individually, if you gave them a million dollars, man, that's two, three lifetimes worth of money. You know what I'm saying? Assuming that they even were moderately reasonable with the money, that probably pays up all their uh, home mortgage, uh, cost that probably pays off all their student loans. I mean, no, it definitely, it definitely helps. That probably pays. I mean, a million that, dollars that, helps. That probably puts money for them to have. If you're an entrepreneur like yourself, that gives them uh, upfront money to start a business or whatever debt they have, medical yeah. costs. That that would be huge, man. I can dig. Pay it. the car off. I, I mean, I dig, I dig the money. Like I said, I, I'm not against a million dollars. I mean, let's be real. And I'm just saying it could be more than that. I'm just saying we, we just ten, yeah, two, ten, whatever. whatever it is. Yeah. But like I said, I just I'm looking at it. From a perspective yeah. of the the advancement of the people, right? So, like you said, some people just not gonna learn, right? Some people thirty years old, you ain't gonna teach no 35, 40 year old person what do the million dollars. They know what they gonna do. I don't care what kind of classes, they not gonna do it. But I'm thinking about these kids, right? right? So why I'm so big on the education being the first thing by reparations is because. The money is a is a definitely gonna help. Like I said, it's gonna pay off mortgages. It's gonna pay off car notes. It's gonna get new cars. It's gonna get uh, trips. People gonna start seeing new things. It's gonna do a lot of stuff for that, right? right? Uh, but at the same time, like we said, what money does when we was talking about uh, another episode we had, we was talking about the hip hop, right? And you get this guy a million dollars and he do a whole bunch of cocaine and. And, and blow the money, right? Yeah. So I just feel like if you do that without the education, now you're just breeding a different animal. That's gonna be a whole other animal that I don't think that we're prepared for or we're thinking about. Because if you give all these people money, it's gonna magnify what they already do. Like you said, a lot of people are financially illiterate. Yeah. Don't know what to do with money. They are customers. Yeah. They just know how to spend money. That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna yeah, have me, and, and that is gonna happen. And I'm okay with that reality. Because I mean, my thing is, I, that part of the that part of the problem equation can't be solved. But that's people. a selfish way of thinking. Well, I mean, it's not so. It's a reality way of thinking. They're saying like we that part we can't we can't guard against uh, destructive human behavior. But because we can like, help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just saying. But the helping is gonna happen within people's own individuals' homes and in their communities and their own friend and network circles. So yeah. it starts with. Your, you individually, right. your home, the schools, your, your, your street, your corner, your community, your schools, and then the larger black people. Uh, rec centers. Rec centers, all, then the larger community as a whole. But I'm just saying, like, if people are not having these conversations or not learning these lessons within Baltimore, then it's not going to affect my life one way right. or another right. if I'm not learning them in New Orleans. So, like, okay, so I'm going to give you a good example, right? Another thing on top of education, what I wanted you to do. Yeah. If any person has, like we said, with the schools, with the, with, the, with the debt, school loans, or if you have a mortgage that you already have, right, right it's right. paid off, right. right? And I'm saying over 50 years, okay. what you can do, and this will help put black people ahead, right. right? 
with the housing situation. Right. Now, I'm not sitting here saying give a person a house that they can't already afford. But whatever you would qualify, if you go to the bank, like your, every, every, all your debt is wiped, wiped away. So the credit is not the problem, right? right? If they say you work at Amazon, you could go to the bank. You could say, hey, I make as much money a month, or a week, you know, a year or whatever. Yeah. You get approved for a house. Yeah. You get that house, right? Yeah. You make on-time payments for a year on that mortgage. Yeah. Then that house is yours, right? So now you get people that already have been doing good in their life, have a mortgage, right? Have a house, it's paid off. And then you get people that want to try to learn about doing that, because now they see, man, if I can pay this for, if I can get this and pay this mortgage for a year, I'ma get, I'ma, 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 I'ma own some property, right? So now it's almost like you teaching them something without teaching them. But the teaching is gonna happen from with their own, uh, within their own network of people that- Yeah, understand it. Yeah, I, I just don't want the government mandating a plan for 10, 15, 20 years, and then not baby, babysitting the plan, babysitting the money, and having all these stipulations with the money. You know what I'm saying? Because once that happens, it get caught up in red of, yeah. tape. We're never gonna see the money. It's gonna be yeah. too many people manipulating the process, right. and then it's gonna be look when when Germany did what they did to the, to the Jews. When the Jews took them to the World Court and they sued Germany for what they did, they made it real simple. We want the money. We want the land. Right. We will figure everything else out. We're gonna hold three things actually. We're gonna hold the people that was accountable right. accountable. All of them gonna be uh, uh, held on trial for war crimes for what they right. did for taking the Jews to the oven and and, and killing them and starving them like that. Right, Holocaust. We're Holocaust. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold them accountable in in, in world court. Uh -huh. They're gonna pay back reparations and money, and they're gonna pay back reparations and land. Once we get the money back, we will individually build our own communities. We don't need right. them oversight nothing. We don't need them hold no classes. We don't need right. them hold no seminars. Right. Give us what you owe and get out of the way. That's what I want white people to do for black folks. Right. Give us what you owe. Let us figure out how to police our own community. You didn't do that to the Japanese. You right. gave them the money they was owed, and you, you got the hell out of the way. They, but, uh, we, we would build our own communities organically. Yeah, but I mean, but at, at the same time with the Jews, you know, they were still aware of of who they were, right? Even though they would, they did go through a lot. I'm not gonna say the Holocaust wasn't a big deal. But the people that was to survive that, right, still had a, a, a probably even a more uh, deep sense of culture. They knew who they were, they knew who they who their grandparents were, and they bloodline, and they knew back. And to me, knowing who you are has a lot to do with what you go forward. A lot of what's going on in America right now in the black community, to me has a lot to do with a lot of people don't know who they are or where they come from. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh yeah, we from Africa. Yeah. But that, that, you know how large Africa is, bro? Every part of Africa is not the same. But that's a separate conversation, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, in terms of the tribalism that happens in our community and the bad shit that happens, is a lot of it is because we don't have an identity and we don't really know who we are and we don't have a real connection to the, to the motherland right. or, or to our, our our brother man was in our neighborhood. Right. That's That conversation but separate that's, from but, the But that's what I mean by the education. So yeah. if you start at a young age, let's say, yeah. like I but said. But that's separate from what the rep race conversation. Rep race conversation is you owe me something. Right. The, the educational factor about who we are as a people, that's separate from the rep race That's what I mean, that, but you owe me that too. You don't, you don't just owe me money. Because you didn't just take money from me. You, well, you took, they, well, you took my them, culture from me. Right, I don't, but, I, but I'm not holding them to teach people my culture. I don't no, my culture we gotta teach ourselves, but, right. they gotta, but they gonna fund it. 
Well, I mean, we, we can fund it ourselves. I just want them to give us money. We'll fund it ourselves. I don't want them having no process in teaching because we've seen what they do when they control. The, when they control what I'm saying. I'm not, I, don't, I don't want them to control yeah. the teaching. I want them to say, okay, like I said, now, of course, the red tape and everything can, can th we see what happens yeah. in, in, on, on, as far as the facts of when reparations happen and, you know, it go on the right. But when we, in this conversation, we're speaking is if everything yeah. goes like it's supposed to go, yeah. right, then. Cause even the money didn't work. Cause they said, well, how, well, how we know you was a slave? You feel what I'm saying? Or now you mix your 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 mama one your mama your mama it's white. To, it's not now, hard to figure out. Right, but but they, they gonna make it hard. So everything got red tape, like we said, technicalities, right? Yeah. But I'm saying if everything was was like we said, we talking reparations. If everything worked out like we like we like it's supposed to happen, you feel me? I want them to 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 put the effort and time. Yes, they can give us money on top of this if they want to, yeah. but I'm saying. If you give me education starting from elementary, middle, and and high school and college, right? I don't want the same curriculum that we got now. It's gonna be the same thing we got going. Do you study uh, U.S. history? That's a lie. In most I don't, of the books, I don't want my oppressor yeah. having no hand in educating me at all. Right, right. So I, I don't want it at all. So I'm saying, but I want them to fund it. Right. I want them to. I like I said, I want to be black teachers. Right, but they're, teaching yeah, but black they're curriculum fund it by giving us the money. That's what they're gonna say. You know what I'm saying? When when I look about more recent examples, I look at South Africa. That's not nothing that far. Turn the apartheid. What apartheid? All they wanted was uh, saying, uh, uh, give us the land and give us the money, change the laws and get out of our way. We, the black people there, they they resolve those internal issues in terms of learning our culture. But that's what they were at first. Yeah, I'm just saying, but they, white people, just get out the way. I just want them to get out the way. I don't want them to be at the table making a decision making with us, how we gonna teach our kids, how we gonna get along. I, hey man, we've done enough of the integrating thing. Y'all right. been a part of the process since the beginning of time. Y'all being a part of the process is where the confusion come in. Let our elders and let the people that know our history, either through, you know what I'm saying, our ancestry directly to Africa, or the, the people that's great study history buffs here in America. We'll figure out internally the community. So you think money gonna help that? I think that money, I think even if it doesn't help it, they still owe it regardless. If, if people don't help now, they ain't gonna help they get a million dollars? Well, I'm just saying, I think the people that are interested in those things, they're gonna teach For the people that wanna uh, pass that knowledge down to their fellow black men, Right. Yeah, I think they're gonna pass it down. For the ones that's just selfish and want to just party and have a good time and, 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 and put blow up their nose, you're right, they're gonna do that. Right. But God bless them. Even if they want to waste the money, the white man still owes the money. See, right. I'm not concerned about, well, what if they go blow the money? Well, what if the niggas who get a, hit the lottery blows the money? Right. You still owe the money regardless, right. so you're so, not so, absolved from the hood. Right, so blow, blowing the money is not the, is not, is yeah. not the issue then. Oh no, it's not. It's so, never been so right. Yeah. So, but but like I said, white people blow money. Right, everybody blow money. Yeah, money is for to be blown. Right. I guess it would be. I mean, you like. can say. I mean, based off that narrative, you can say, well, the Native Americans uh, shouldn't have got the reservation land that they yeah. build their casinos on because they getting drunk on the casino. Bullshit. You gotta start with the kids, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now we, we, we teach our kids. We 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 grown. Right. If I give you, if you didn't know what you knew, and I give you a million dollars. Your kid a million dollars, and you can't up. teach your kids. I might fuck it up. Right, you might fuck it up. Everybody, everybody it's, might fuck it's, it's a good possibility. Everybody might, yeah. but at the same time, I'm saying it needs to be some type of concentration yeah. on. It's a lot of great black teachers out here. Yeah, and the problem with teaching is they underpaid, yeah. understaffed, right, and they got to deal with so much other stuff going on. But see, right. I don't think you even—I don't even think you can get to the education side unless we, unless America decided that 
black people are going to be in one concentrated area. Because unless you're going to say, well, we're going to give y'all five states where all the black people can be in one area. And then at that point, we oh, all. Oh, I like same, that. We give all me Tennessee, Georgia. Oh, we want yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, we're going to do that. If we're going to combine that yeah. with the educational part, with, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this is our area. This is our little territory set aside like they do with uh, Israel in the middle of Palestine, which is a dark brown country. You're going to give us this little set of territory, three or four states, say, I like that. People gonna be Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia. This is y'all four states. Everybody else can, get, can be moved everywhere else. Yeah. All right, okay, now we got all black people in four states. Well, give me and, South Carolina. And, and, Got to have a beat somewhere. Right. And so now you got all the educated folks all in one area. You got people that's not educated all in one area. And then you know, we can teach one another. Yeah. Teach one, reach one. But uh, if we can spread out, then that's going to be hard to try right. to and, and And a lot of people, as, as, as I was saying, the spread outness yeah. is, what the, is, what, is what is, I feel like, pulling us more apart because now, we're already you, the minority. Now, now, would you, now, would you force the black people that live in other areas to have to live in those states or would you let it be freely and voluntarily? Freely and voluntarily. Okay. But you, so you would be like, But hey, if you move here, you know, you're going you're gonna to get a house. Yeah. You know, everything going to be taken care of. Like, you, you're going to be straight. You ain't going to have to move here and be like, how am I going to make it? Right. You know what I'm saying? And HBCUs and like I said, if you do, like I said, a lot of people disagree with me on this. I'm, I'm okay with people disagreeing with me. Right. But I think Desegregation was probably the worst thing that happened to the black community. Like, for really. Because I look at, you know, people that was in the, the segregated communities, you look at, um, like, even like, uh, you go to any city and you go to the black neighborhood and every old person used to be like, man, this place used to be full of money. Restaurants, grocery stores, dentist office, doctors, lawyers, everybody was here. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you got crime, you got everything else because they come with anything. Yeah. But they was together. Yeah. And they was you know, they was economically self-sufficient. They didn't have to go, they couldn't go to the white grocery store. So we, we 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 gonna go over here yeah. to, to to G's, you know what I'm saying, and get this meat, you feel me? Right. And and G went G G's eating good. Right. You know what I'm saying? We going to the black restaurant. They eat good. Everybody eating. See, I wish, I wish in that scenario it wasn't an either or. I wish it wasn't like, well, white people are so racist and so bad that we have to be forced to stay in our own encaged uh, uh, community or enclosures. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not going to let us participate with them at all. And if we do participate with them, it's only going to be as a cook or a servant or somebody as a house person in their house. But in terms of Black people, how come we can just have our own community, our own Black Wall Street, if you will, our own Harlem Renaissance, and still be integrated with them as well? Because that's not how to, it and, works. And then go back to our own community. That's not how it works. You know, that's not how it works. Because if you look at history, yeah. right, your people are going to understand you more than somebody else. Yeah. Right. Presumably, yeah. Most of the time, yeah. if you grew up in that culture, right, in that, in that, with, with, with those people. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you look at, like you you look at it as a bad thing, but it's not because if you go to any country, yeah. right, it's gonna be majority something, yeah. right? We in America now, so either we can go we can go, we can go back to Africa, right? And go go stay over in Acon City. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Or South Africa, North Africa, West Africa, that where you want to go? You know, it's a part of Africa you don't want to live in right now. But I'm saying, if we have our own community, like like you said, the Black Wall Street, yeah. that was all black. Yeah. Them people did not want to even go nowhere else because it was thriving. They making money, they living good, yeah. they reproducing, right? 
We right. getting bigger, which is why they destroyed it. They destroyed it because they seen the power. Now, if we can keep, if we can get together and say, all right, this is our, this is our area. You know what's gonna happen? Yeah. That area's gonna grow. Cause everybody but here, but in here making money. Here's, here's the thing about it. I, I agree with you that in terms of uh, 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 a black backbone, if you will, or a black network in terms of a black network in terms of the foundation. We might have been better then, but I want that to be because of voluntarily interactions, not out of necessity, because they forced us to be that way. Right. We had to be that way back then in, in Harlem and Chicago and some of those places because white folks wouldn't let us interact with them like that. Right. So that I mean, it, it, it was either that or starve. You know, say we had to make our own grocery. That's store what I'm saying. Like but that. I think the 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 the, the mindset is almost a, a brainwashing. Yeah. Because, like you said, when I said something about the the, the college that I went to, right. and I was like, you was like, you thought the white folk water was 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 wetter. Yeah, it's the same thing. We think because they forced us to do that, that it's a bad thing, but it's not. They forced us to do that because they were just that's what they were doing. They just we were slaves at one point. They just wanted to keep on oppressing us. They thought they was oppressing us, but they didn't realize when you bury a seed, a tree a tree gonna grow. So but, even, but even with the with the white man's water is wetter thing, even that's if you look at historically, even that's based off not that it's actually true, but the whole mentality comes from you know our schools and our textbooks didn't have the same quality as some of our white counterparts. Right. So that type of idea just permeated just decades and generations down the line. Right. Where, you know our infrastructure, our buildings, our grocery stores didn't have the same quality of facilities or up the code as some of the white facilities because they just had more money poured into them. So that that type of idea just followed us many right. years. And, and that's and, because and, and we were starting from nothing. We started from nothing, right. So yeah. we have to understand, imagine we just stayed, kept that. Right. All that stuff would have gotten better. It would have grown. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? If you think about America when they first you know when when before I mean we're we gonna say America when slavery started. The white people builders wasn't just fine like that. You know what I'm saying? They had like, you know, you know, slave owners had big houses depending on how many slaves they had. But everybody didn't have like no hundred slaves. Some, right. some people had two. Right. And they were struggling. You know what I'm saying? They was the slaves was right there they were struggling right there with the slave. Yeah. Man, they need the slaves and uh and everything else. But when we started at that point, yes, their infrastructures were better because they had a head start. Right. But if we if we get our own place, our own area. We gonna start it. We gonna start at something like you say. Them schools. Yeah, they should fund that. They should right. fund that. They them, should them, fund the, uh, the the ten years, first ten years of it. They should fund. Yeah, that. Them, them schools are gonna be the best of the best quality as far as the building. But if we, if that school produces people that are now architects, engineers, doctors, lawyers, and they stay in this area, they gonna they gonna put money back into this, right? Yeah. And that area gonna grow, and then you are gonna start seeing it. May take it takes years. Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying the foundation to me is more important than understanding that the foundation is what it is. A foundation don't think it's a whole house. You can't compare a foundation to a built house. Well, here's the thing about it. Whether we stay here and they give us, you know, five or ten states, or they they fund us to go back to Africa, you know, a la the Marcus Garvey movement all over again. Uh, they should pay for the transportation, they should pay for the machinery. They should pay for the agricultural development. Mm -hmm. All of that should be funded on the U.S. Uh, government's dime. Yeah. Irregardless of any separate money they've given us reparations. So it's just twofold. They should fund all the mechanisms and everything as far as logistically building an economy, building our, uh, our own five, ten state area. They should fund that, and then they should fund us individually as black people for uh, the sin of slavery. 
and then leave us be. Fund, fund the travel, fund the logistics, fund the agriculture development, provide the machinery that we need to cultivate the land. The machine already, already there. Or, or it's already here. I'm just saying, or it's already here. Or provide the machinery or give us the money for the machinery. Or everything that comes to logistically building up economy, mm-hmm. they should provide that. And then on top of that, the slavery. And yeah. then, hey, after five, 10 years of doing that, you will never hear a black person ever again saying, hey, white man did this. Right. White man did that. Y'all won't give us a job. Exactly. Y'all won't give. See all the complaints that all these Trump supporters having about oh affirmative action and all this type of stuff. Well, you won't need that. You let us you give us what is what you owe us and get the hell out the way. Exactly. Exactly. Then you won't be saying oh your welfare queens, you guys uh, living on the government's dime. Well, give us what you owe us and get out of the way. Right. Simple as that. And then then you ain't got to worry about us complaining about this. Right. You ain't got to worry about black or black crime because we ain't gonna be in y'all community no way. Right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you gotta worry about us terrorizing your community because we gonna we gonna police everything internally. Right. We exactly. gonna we gonna police our own. It's we gotta worry beautiful. about uh Black Lives Matter because y'all ain't gonna have white cops beating our ass. Right. We're gonna have our own police department, our own fire department, our own military, national guard, whatever, ran and operated by black people. It's gonna be beautiful. Right. And our own court systems, our own black judges. Black jails. Black jails. You know what I'm saying? We control it. You know what I'm saying? If somebody get out of line, we deal with them in our community. We ain't got to go to y'all because Malcolm X said this years ago. Hey, man, unless they fund uh, either the relocation to Africa or they fund the uh, separate states here in America, you'll never find justice in another man's land. You're going to be another man's laws, another man's police force, another man's courts. You'll never find exactly. it in another man's land. Exactly. Give us our land. Give us what you owe. And we ain't gotta worry about no one complaining. Which is why I say we'll call it even. Which is why I say the money just ain't gonna do it. The money by itself ain't gonna do it. Right, but but by itself ain't gonna do it. With the combination of yeah, right. And you know, we'll say hey, we ain't gonna say it's even. We'll be like, all right, we good. It ain't even yet. Yeah, it ain't. Yeah, we'll say we good. Hey, you give us the money. Hey, we'll go about it. And then you look at like I said, we always, um, um, we always look at right now. Right. A lot of people they don't they, they they can't see the future. Right. You feel me? Like when I was saying earlier, you was like the money. You was like now, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm thinking about my kids, kids, kids. Yeah. And if we do what we talking about, and they give us these states, and we pile up on this, right. with this foundation set, it's not gonna be the best of the best. Right. It's gonna be good enough. And then next generation is gonna be better. Right. And next generation is gonna be better. And we're gonna start producing millionaires. And we're gonna start realizing um, the NBA teams are all black. Guess where they at? Right. They all down here. Right. The NFL all the teams, all, 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 the the NFL, black. all the NFL teams, where they at? Right. They down here. Since we 75% of the league anyway. Oh, the music industry. Where, where, where is it gonna be at? In these little six states. Right. Motown gonna be downtown now. Right. You dig what I'm saying? It's gonna be a big old studio. We Motown all recording. gonna be in every city. You see what I'm saying? Right. Now you start realizing. Now they gonna start trying to come up in our city. They gonna say, man, hold up, man. They got the music, the sports, right. you feel me? Then we got the education part of it. You feel what I'm saying? Right. The business part of it. This now is- you start seeing us expanding. Yeah. And then that, and then at, see, that's what they don't want. They don't want to see us win. They're like, oh man, cause if we do that, then you gonna start having people coming, moving from Africa. This is, this is what moving. George Clinton talked about when he said a true black planet. That'll be a black planet, you know, in the, in the real sense. It'd be um, beautiful, man. It'd be beautiful. I mean, you know, it'd be like Wakanda. It'd be Listen. like our own Wakanda in real life. I mean, it, it's, it's all fantasy. It, you know, it probably never happened. If it do happen, we'll be old men to see it. But here's the, here's the thing about it. I, I told this one white guy one time. I said, you know what? I hear some of these guys that's KKK members and the alt-right and some of these guys that's ultra-conservatives and talking about, you know, uh, uh, 
the country is ran by white people and you know we run the country run the world and you know run for white people the economy would go to hell all this old type of stuff right and i say for for a group of guys who believe that you guys are superior we talk about white supremacy right for a group of guys who believe that you guys are so superior to everybody on earth why are you constantly putting barriers up to keep us down if you truly are the better species you know what i'm saying why won't this time the race at the track meet you know what i'm saying you got chains on my legs if you're faster than me, let's just run and see where we go. Right. If you're this, if you're smarter than me, like you say you are. If you if you're better than me than what you say you are. If you're more entrepreneur than with uh, than me is what you say you are. Then why put any barriers or roadblocks in front of me at all? Just hey, just let us run our race and we gonna see where we go. It's part of a civilization. You know what I'm saying? Don't be you be running free. You know what I'm saying? And I got 20 pounds on my back when I'm running. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you get a, a, a half a mile head start and then you tell some you need to catch up. Right. You got a half a mile head start. Even if, I'm, even if I'm Usain Bolt, it's hard to catch you at that point. It's hard. You got a half a mile head start. So to I, what I say to the white guys out there, if you're truly better, if Trump's better than uh, if Trump's better than Obama, then you know what I'm saying? Why you why you put all these barriers up for Obama that you didn't put up for Trump? Right. You know what I'm saying? You obviously had some insecurities. It's because they're, they're in charge. Right. In charge. You obviously got some insecurity issues and you don't think you're better. Nobody you wants to lose superior. power. Yeah, you don't think you're superior, or you think you're superior, but you're not really sure of it. So now you got to put all these roadblocks ahead. Exactly. If you're smarter than me, let's just find out. Let's just take. Let's not play any any games. Let's not rig anything in your favor. And you know, say, let black people leave us to our own devices. Let us do our thing without any interference from y'all. Right. Not trying to fuck shit up and, right. and put a a a, a, right. a trade tariff on us like uh -huh. you did with Haiti. Right. But I mean, honestly speaking, yeah. If you make the rules, are you gonna make the rules to benefit you or the other person? You gonna make the rules to benefit you if you're not a person of integrity. But if you're a person of integrity and you're not and you believe in the in the validity of your word, then I'm gonna want. It's like this, bro. I remember one of my uh, uh shit, what I'm trying to think about. One of my favorite uh, favorite movies. What was the movie that Michael Michael J. White was in when he fought the uh, fight the white dude? He was like a boxer in Russia. You know what I'm talking about? It was uh, it was undisputed too. You know what I'm talking about? Remember you had Undisputed Run with Big Rames in it? I ain't then seen they made it. Okay, well in the movie Undisputed 2, uh Michael J. White was a boxer over there in Russia. So it was a Russia somewhere in Europe. And he fought I can't think of the white dude's name right now, but he's a uh, uh something like that. Jason Atkins. But anyway, the white dude said, Hey man, when he found out his trainers, his trainers uh drugged Michael J. White's water, he beat the shit out of him. He said, Hey man, you are dishonoring me by fighting this guy, by poisoning him. Now you've discredited my victory. If I'm truly a better fighter than him, I want us to fight on even terms. That's yeah. what I'm saying to white people. If you're better, to the racist white people, if you're better than us, let's fight on even playing field. Don't handicap me. Don't, right. you know what I'm saying? Don't get a head start on me. You know what I'm saying? Leave me to my device and see how well. Then you gotta complain about all this right. type of shit. You but I mean, I mean, but the head start already there. Head start already where? So it's now it's, it's on your responsibility to help me catch up. Exactly. That's where the affirmative action and all that stuff come in. But we won't need all that if you give us the resources and, and the school education we're yeah, talking about. Education. So, so, so just to, so just to, so just to wrap this up. Yeah. Right. Reparations need to be done. Right. How they need to be done. A lot of different opinions. A lot of different that. opinions on that. A lot of different opinions on that. So, but we all are, we all can agree. Right. Money, right. education, land. Yeah. Right. Now, how they divide the land up, we'll never know. How how much money they give us uh, for debate. Right. What type of educational system they put in place, probably never happen. Yeah. Should yeah, happen. Probably a long time. From now. Long time. Hopefully, I can see it. Yeah. Hopefully, I have like a little gray chin here. Right. 
you know, probably be bald by then. Edge yeah, up what, being what's the probably gonna happen head. is when Della a grown woman is when they gonna get reparations. Right, reparations, and, and then I, you know, right. at that point, I'm on my million dollars. <laughs> right, <laughs> old, you know, right. Yeah, no, yeah, but, point, but right, but but for real though, you know what right. I mean. So, you know, uh, you know, so I think some people before we wrap up, I think some people when they view revel- uh, reparations, when in terms of how black people gonna handle it, they view it kind of like that old uh, Dave Chappelle skit where black people got uh, money on there and they talking about some. Uh, uh, the stock market, FUBU is number one on the stock market. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> FUBU and KFC have combined and made one big conglomerate. I think they think that niggas just gonna be out buying Escalades right. and buying barbershops. Which and will happen. It'll probably happen in studios right. all over the place. And some of that may happen. But a lot of black people are gonna take that money and they're gonna do something very resourceful, invest it and do something resourceful. We ain't gonna be all buying chicken shacks no, when you give us a little money. It's not gonna happen. Right. It's not but gonna that's happen. That's what they think. It's like, oh, it's gonna be chicken shacks everywhere, barbershops right. and studios everywhere, right. and labels everywhere. But we definitely gotta teach these kids. That's my whole thing, education yeah. thing right. about the kids. Not really so much for the grown people. Grown folk gonna do what they're gonna do. They got their ideas what they're gonna do with the money. If somebody told me right now, I'm gonna send you a million dollars in the mail in two weeks. I'm, I'm already kind of got my plan out. What you I'm already got the plan figured out. I got the business plan already figured out. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm thinking about the kids. Right. You know what I mean? You They're the me, ones who really need the education. Them the ones that need that education, that financial literacy that we were not taught growing up, had to learn on our own, the, 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 the learning how to you know manage the money, what to do with the money, and know that money is a tool and not just something you just give yeah. away all the time. Right. Right. It's not for just partying bullshit. No, it's just partying bullshit. It's a tool. You, that money can work for you. Yeah. You can put it to work. Yeah. Right. So, we got all that. You know what I'm saying? This right here is your new favorite podcast. Crazy talk. We up in here passing the mic back and forth. Uh, I'm your host, Uncle Q. It's your boy, Blake the Great. We up there. And we stuck there. All right. Dig. <laughs>